I am here with Sofia Partida from Partida Tequila. Well, we've actually launched in California about six months ago. We have Partida Tequila, which is an estate-grown, estate-bottled tequila, all coming from one region and one distillery. My family actually is one of the largest agave growers in Jalisco. We have 5,000 acres of the best premium agave in all of Mexico. Uh, we're able to age our tequila, our plants, excuse me, for 10 years. So we have complete control of the plant, the harvest, through the process, all the way into what goes into the bottle. So we really have a lot of control over our product. Now, Sophia, did you start actually uh, just growing agave? Yes. You know, we started was it 60 years ago? Yes. We started out as farmers, and that's where we still uh, shine. We make partida tequila with farming at the very core, and it's really an agricultural product. It's interesting, people really don't realize that, but the agave really needs to be ripe to create the finest tequila, and that's what we do. So you're, you specifically wait 10 years yes. to harvest that, that agave. That's right. And then make your tequila. That's right. So you have complete control over your tequila from, from the harvesting, the growing, the harvesting to, to the tequila itself. We do. From the very beginning, from, from the plant, from the age of the plant, which is extremely important, to the way it's harvested. Uh, a jimador, a skilled jimador, will be able to undress the agave in 75 seconds, if you can imagine that. And this is a skill that he passes down to his son, and his son passes down to his son. So it really is a very skillful art, and it's not a lost art. The tequila, the tequila business, the tequila industry, the tequila way of life is very vibrant and very alive in Amatitan, in all of the tequila country. So it's, it, for me, it is incredible to be an emissary of not just my brand, because of course I want everyone to like Partida Tequila the most, but for the tequila industry as a whole, I really want to show the American consumers that they can enjoy tequila like a fine wine. It doesn't have to be a shot. It can be sipped slowly. It can be savored. It can be paired with food. You can enjoy it at the table. You can have a tequila tasting party. These things are what we do naturally in Mexico and hasn't quite come across the border I think people are, are just now understanding it, just now becoming educated, but it's, it's my mission to, uh, to bring this to the American consumer and to our customers, obviously. Now, Sophia, do you feel that uh, the, the typical consumer is, uh, or has their eyes opened up when they maybe try your tequila I for do. the first time? I do, I really do. I think that we're dealing with a more sophisticated consumer today, especially in California. California being so close to Mexico, I think they're even more educated, more sophisticated here. Um, I think their eyes are open. I think they're starting to understand that it's not something that they should just shoot to the back of their throat, that they should slow down. I tell people all the time, what you're holding in your hand has taken 12 years to create. Please slip it slowly. It deserves to be enjoyed and savored. And, and this is what we want to bring to the table. We love cocktails. We want to talk about purity in cocktails. We don't want a lot of different spirits mixed in cocktails. We're, we're talking about agave nectar as a sweetener, which is actually derived from the agave plant itself, so it retains the essence of tequila. It's, it's incredible. There's restaurants now that are doing specifically and exclusively drinks with agave nectar. We're just, we, we love that. So we're about purity, we're about quality, and we're about bringing cuisine, the element of cuisine to tequila.
you know, people don't necessarily think about tequila that way. I hold tequila tasting dinners all across this country and it's a very unexpected thing to pair a tequila with a dish. But I'll tell you, you can do it if it's a pure fine tequila like Partida because it, it, it lends itself to that. So we, we're really, I, I'm calling myself the Mexican Martha Stewart <laughs> because I'm really enjoying, this is, this is one of my passions. Tequila is my passion, cuisine is my passion, and the two go hand in hand. Well, we can definitely tell that it's, it is a passion. It you is. are a true aficionado. Thank you. Now, could you give us an example of, of a food pairing? Absolutely. With, with Here's a very unexpected food pairing. And usually, um, I'm going to give you something that I normally don't do because I'm not, uh, I like my tequilas neat. I'm a purist. But in this case, I think this, this is an interesting pairing. If you do a warm salad, um, let's talk about maybe a wilted spinach salad with a, a bacon vinaigrette or we'll talk about a salad with a uh, grilled romaine salad with a heavy dressing like a chipotle Caesar dressing, something spicy, maybe some pepitas on top. Well, what will cool that down? You don't think that a tequila would cool anything down, but in this case, try a chilled blanco. Just rim with a little bit of lime and watch how that chilled blanco will cool down the salad. Very unexpected, but very beautiful. You're making my mouth water. <laughs> Good. That's that's the whole key. That's what I want. So you 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 find that your your consumer or when you do these dinners, their yes. their eyes are really open to the new nuances, if you will, absolutely of, of tequila and tequila pairing, and, and it's more like you said than just a, a shot. Absolutely. An and you know, you if enjoy. you think about it, every fabrica, every brand has their special little secrets. It gives their tequila the special little sabrositos, you know, uh, do they char their barrels? Where are they using a highland? Are they doing a lowland? You know, all these things make a huge difference in the taste profile of the tequila. So if you can really sit down with a tequila and understand it, it might take an hour. Think about what you're doing. When I do tastings with people, the first thing I tell them is, okay, forget about the job, forget about the kids. It's time to be in the present. I want you to use your senses. I want you to use your sense of smell, your sense of sight, your sense of taste, and let's really think about what we're doing. So, I mean, I even have people close their eyes sometimes. You know, we look at the color, we look at the transparency, the way it is. It's brilliant the way it reflects the light. We look at, uh, we, we talk about the aroma, we pass it under the nose, we start to pick up the terroir of the tequila. Is it a highland, is it a lowland, is it bold, is it big, is it subtle, is it sweet? All these things you can enjoy in a tequila, just like a fine wine. So we, we really have fun doing this with people. And it, it, it is, people are opening their eyes. People are understanding that, hey, this is something that I can sit down and enjoy with my meal. It's, Mexico, it is tequila's day in the Mexican sun, and it's about time. Sophia, if you could tell us about the terroir, Absolutely. Um, which basically is where the, where the agaves are grown. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the wine, in wines, everyone talks about the terroir, yes. uh, where it comes from, does it, does it matter? Does it really matter for tequila? Absolutely, and it's interesting to do a side-by-side -side comparison with a highland and a lowland tequila. Um, my view is that the lowlands, we are known for our big, bold, brassy tequilas. Dark, seductive, mysterious. And the reason for that is the lowlands, um, there's, there's more rainfall. We're at the base of, think about it, we're at the base of a volcano. You've got that soil mixture of clay and volcanic stone. So you're getting the earthiness of the clay, you're getting the minerality from the stone. 
the agaves ripen quick. There's a controversy too. I've heard it. I've heard it different, but in my view, the agaves ripen quicker. You're dealing with a larger heart and matures faster, sweeter. Highland tequila. You're dealing with a more acidic plant in terms of it, it actually takes longer for the plant to age. Smaller heart, more acidic tequila. It's completely different taste profile. Um, a little bit more lime on the back, uh, on the end, with a Highland tequila. I would say that the Lowland tequilas maybe a, could be a little more sweeter, a little more full-bodied. Uh, Highland tequilas, a little more light bodies, a little more light-bodied. Um, as I said, a little more acidic on the end. So those are my views about terroir. It makes a big difference. Um, they're both spectacular. I enjoy the, the full gamut. Um, I enjoy. Other people's tequilas, absolutely. I love to sit and I love to take notes. And I, and, and I can only do it if I sit with it for about an hour. I can't do it just right off the cuff. I'm not quite at that point yet, but, but if you can sit with it for, for a little bit and you can and let it speak to you, the aroma says a lot. The aroma says a lot. But if that aroma doesn't transfer to your palate, then there's something amiss there. So a, a good tequila, Three categories once again: color. It should be it should be clear. If we're dealing with a blanco, we'll talk about blancos. It's just easier. If it's a blanco, it should be clear. But beyond clear, it should be crystalline and it should reflect the light. When you hold it up to the light, it should bounce. The light should bounce off of it. The aroma, as I said, it speaks so much. Is it a full aroma? Is it? Can you can you nose the tequila from an arm's distance away? Or do you have to bring it right up to your nose? Is it a flat aroma? Is it a live aroma? All these things make a, make a big difference. And so important, does it translate to the palate? Is there a little glycerin on the end of it? What's glycerin? People ask me. I talk about additives because it's very important. As an industry, we add additives just like the rest of the spirits in, this, in, in the world to balance out sugar and, and alcohol, to create the same color, to, the, to create the same flavor. Nothing wrong with additives, but if you're looking for them, you can find them. In a Blanco especially, little oily finish on the roof of your mouth, I tell people take the glycerin test. To take, the, take your tongue on the roof of your mouth, if you feel that oily finish, that's glycerin. Hardest to mask in a Blanco. So we are very stringent about not adding any additives to our tequila. We want you to taste the plant, the process, and, and the aged products, obviously, the barrel. So these things all make a big difference. Very good. Now, you think there's an advantage between the lowland and the highland? <sighs> I have a lowland product. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that, yes, the lowland products are the best. My palate is more accustomed to a lowland full body tequila. I like that big, bold. Um, we're different in the way we cook our tequilas. We don't have that smokiness that so many Lowlands tequila have, so many Lowland tequilas do have. But I prefer Lowland tequila any day. But that's just me. I can appreciate the Highland tequilas for what they are. I think they're fabulous. I think there's so many beautiful premium tequilas out today. But I, I, I'm my best customer. I drink my own. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're you, Sophia. You're very welcome. We appreciate you being with us. Yes, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Soy una tequila aficionada de Amatitan, Jalisco. I'm a tequila aficionado from Amatitan, Jalisco, from Partida Tequila.